Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Coffee Talk with Shell, where there's always variety in life. Hey everyone, thanks so much for tuning in. We're going to have a really fun segment tonight. I'm so excited. I haven't done this in a while. It's one of my favorite topics, segments, and it's called Open Mic Night. I'm always inspired by all you creative, artistic people. So please, poets, musicians, comedians, artists, all of you beautiful, creative people, call in. Or if you just want to call and say hello, too, that's great. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so we have a couple of cool things lined up. We've got open mic night. So if you want to speak a poem, I know spoken poetry is really popular. just want to read a poem, especially ones that you've written. That's really cool. Um, sing a song, uh, play an instrument, tell a joke, perform a comedy act, all that and more. I guess we should kind of limit, like, a few minutes or less per person in case we maybe miraculously get a lot of calls probably not but you never know that would be really cool and fun um this is only my uh, i think third episode after three years but well technically i host like a couple of episodes but anyway during my three-year hiatus interviewing a couple other friends but tonight speaking of interviews my comedian friend one of my favorites local comedians named aaron newbill you can find newbuck on stage but i call him newbillion so to avoid any confusion later, just want to clarify that. But uh, yeah, Aaron Newville, you can find his videos on YouTube. He's awesome. Love him. I'm really excited. He's going to be calling in here in a bit and being interviewed, uh, interviewing him, that is. So, so it'll be cool to, to um, you know, get a little more insight. He's been on the show before, and I looked back, and he had, of course, I haven't done my show in a while, but I think he was one of the exceptions because I haven't really done – uh, my regular Sunday night hosting since like 2014 and I looked back in the archives and there was only like two or three friends that made exceptions for her. I went ahead and interviewed while I was kind of taking that three-year break and he was one of them because it looked like the last time I interviewed him was actually 2015 June so almost two years to be exact two, two years in a month so it's really cool because he'll be one of the first I'm hoping to get other past guests back on and do their updates too so I definitely wanted him to share updates over the last couple of years with y'all um and of course I'm always open to new guests too so you can uh, message me on Twitter is the best way to go at Coffee Talk WC, C O F F E E T A L K W C is the Twitter name. You can send me a message with your topic suggestions and or your guest request. You also can join on Facebook, the Facebook group Coffee Talk with Shell. But my name, don't forget, is spelled C H E L L E. So tonight, again, if you want to call in, I guess the switchboard phone number might help. Let me read it to y'all. I'm always having to look it up because I don't I don't have it memorized yet since they changed the switchboard phone number on me. Ah, <laughs> uh, it's three two three the area code to, uh oh oh no one five five something. I just sent the phone number to New Billion and wrote it's missing a number. Okay. Oh my, hold on. Oh why why I think it's a five. But I'm not sure. Let me look. Let me look. Oh I just oh six. Six. Okay, so so y'all might need that too. That is so funny. It's um, you know, sometimes when you copy and paste a phone number or what have you, it, it the spacing cuts off, and that's what happened. So it's three two three six four two one five five six is the number to call. And I'm messaging Aaron Newbill right now, so hopefully he'll call in soon. I think he's just getting off work here in a moment. 
And I'm going to go ahead and play a song as we get everything started. It's called Let's Go by Bean. She's a past guest. Hopefully I can get her back on, too. I need to send some messages out, see if I can line up some update interviews. But, again, I'm also open to new interviews. Oh, before we play that song, I think we have Aaron Newbill calling in. Let me see here. Give me just a moment. Hey, is this Newbillion? This is Newbuck. Newbillion. I know. I call you Newbillion. Whichever one. <laughs> I know. I was just, I'm good. I was just clarifying that so the listeners don't get confused. I'm like, he's Aaron Newbill, but his stage name is Newbuck, but I like to call him Newbillion. So to avoid any confusion, <laughs> I was just going through that little <laughs> spiel. Did you realize the last time I interviewed you was June 2015? Wow. And I, I wasn't even know doing somebody for that long. You was, I know, right? You wasn't doing something? No, I made a rare exception for you. I only did like two or three interviews during the three year hiatus. No, I hadn't really done my regular Sunday night show since 2014. But I made an exception for you because you're special. <laughs> Don't oh, you feel special now? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you're you. You're welcome. Yeah, and I listened back to our old interview. It was really interesting. We talked about, because I wanted to kind of get a feel, an update for you now. We talked about how you were the oldest of five siblings and how you right. would always have to stand up for your siblings, your, your brothers and sister, and no one would stand up for you. And I was like, oh, right. yeah, who you got? <laughs> and, we t- <laughs> and we talked about, um, and we talked a little bit about just you starting stand-up. And, and remind me, though, I can't remember, I didn't, I couldn't find the whole story and it was just you know we did a very short interview was it now have you ever taken a class like me or did you just go on a whim to open mic night i just went on a limb i just basically was a class clown when i was younger (laughs) got older to uh, i was able to actually work at jobs and i was a i don't know what you want to call it a job clown I don't know. Yeah. I was just goofy at the job. So I was just making people laugh all the time. And they said, you know what? You should go ahead and do stand-up. So I said, let me go ahead and try it. So I tried it, and I got addicted to it. People started laughing at my point of views, and I said, man, this is where I belong. That's awesome. Have you ever done any type of class to this day then? Never. Wow, really? Are you are you open the closest to the idea I came to it was mm-hmm. uh yeah, I was thinking about but closest I came to anything like that was I went to college and I wanted to take acting classes mm-hmm. and by the time I enrolled myself in uh some I was at a college for two semesters. By the time I enrolled myself I had to leave the uh the dorms because it was cheaper to go to school near my uh, home down in Kansas. So I was about to take some acting classes, but mm. everything I learned from stand-up, it was just just situations with me. So, I mean, I, I don't know if it's a blessing or a gift or I if I'm just definitely. being lazy. <laughs> No, no, not at all. No, you, you, no, because, because, um, just to like kind of reassure you and, and, and let everyone know it's hard work, even if you don't take a class or what have you. I do remember the other thing from our, our last interview. You, when I asked about this, you mentioned that you actually spent probably at least, I think you said a year or so just writing the comedy, just writing the material before you even really 
you know, start going to open mic. I mean, you put a lot of time and effort in and And I know, uh, honestly, from what I learned, you know, I took Dean Lewis class. He, he still teaches it. If anyone's interested, shout out to Dean Lewis. Love him. We call him our comedy dad, and he's, he's awesome. Uh, but I took class for, gosh, he was kind of in and out because he went to, like, he got some – bizarre gig like in russia teaching comedy in russia of all places for like two months during winter break or something so our class was kind of off and on for about three four months or so i don't know several months and uh we we had like every other saturday classes for a while but anyway he um oh i was like i had a point (laughs) he taught us that and i kind of i kind of see this from from my own experience, I don't know if you'll agree or not, but new buck, new billion, new buck. But uh, he <laughs> told us, he told us from day one, it was like 80% writing and 20% performing. And I got the writing part down overall, but the performing part, you know, I got the stage right issue. Would you agree it's about 80% writing? Um, it depends. It depends on the crowd and the situation with me. Mm, because if 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 I'm um in a let's say a Chitlin circuit, right? Mm-hmm. I can go up there and just freestyle some jokes and get away with my expressions and get away with my movements and everything. But let's say you're going to uh let's say the back door. Backdoor comedy. Let's say you're doing a Saturday night show. You do two or three shows in one night. That would fall under the category of uh, mostly writing because you constantly have to do that same set that the people love instead of going to a hole-in-the-wall club and freestyling and off of what you see in the crowd and trying to do crowd work and trying to get away with laughs. Uh, with your facialist for expressions. That's an interesting point. No, I see what you're saying. I, I guess you're right. It does vary depending on each scenario, situation. Yeah, it just depends mm. on where you're performing at. Now, if you're performing at a place where they heard your stuff before, they heard a couple of things from you, but they want to um, basically, let's say they saw you on on YouTube. Okay. They love you. They want to come to a show. They want to hear more. When they come to a show, you're advertising and all that. And you have to do more than one show in one night. Mm. Yeah. You have to mostly depend on that writing. Wow. You got to okay. keep that same okay. heat coming. Right. But Very good point. But mm-hmm. if you're doing a little chit- chitlin circuit and you're doing some little hole-in-the-wall club, and you really don't feel like throwing out all your stuff because you're not getting paid that much or you're not, um, how do I say it? You're not uh, letting it be an advertised show. Right. You're just up there freestyling or running over a couple of new jokes that you wrote. But mm-hmm. it's not all your material. It's not eighty percent of your material. Mm, okay, okay, yeah, I could definitely see that. It, you know what? It kind of reminds me of kind of like a, an analogy, but like on America's Got Talent, how 
the first audition, they want to wow them, but they don't, you know, they want to impress them, but they don't want to do it too much because they've got to save the really good material for later. Exactly. Like your small circuit, small venue, the hole in the wall, just kind of keep it low key. But then the bigger gigs, advertising, you know, yeah, right. come out bigger with a thing. Gigs are, yeah. <laughs> right. Are, that's what the ones you really want to depend on your writing. Mm-hmm. Very good point. Oh, that reminds me. Uh, I think I had three thoughts, if I can remember them. <laughs> kind of backtrack a moment here. Um, acting. You mentioned acting. Um, also, I wanted to mention that when I finished the classical, like comedy class graduation, whenever we got to perform at the improv, I noticed a lot of my classmates after our showcase graduation did go on to take acting classes. Several of them. It's very common. They still do that, I've heard. Um, which makes sense right. because, you know, in the comedy world, we have to do act outs, they call it. You know, you're really good at that, by the way. And there was, <laughs> there was another, you're welcome, there was another thought. Um, uh, I lost one thought, but it'll come back to me. But I know the third thought, the last thought was that you mentioned, <laughs> you mentioned about the hole in the wall. And I know in the last interview, you mentioned your very first ever um, gig, you <laughs> were a bit tipsy before you got on stage, and I don't no, think no, that's, that's changed the second, yet. The second gig. Oh, second, oh, second gig. Yeah, my bad, my gig. bad. Forgive yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. The first so, gig I did mm-hmm. at the Doubletree Hotel, mm-hmm. it was called the Backdoor Comedy Club. That's where we I met, did yeah. great, mm-hmm. and I thought I was a superstar. I said, man, they <laughs> love my stuff. I said, man, I'm the next uh, Richard Pryor. Nice. <laughs> and I and everybody was like, okay, so you did good at that place. Why don't you go to this hole in the wall place? <laughs> and it was a ghetto joint and everything. I said, oh, just nothing. <laughs> I had the whole hotel laughing at me. I could go in this hole in the wall place and do it. Uh-huh. And they were supposed to start the show at nine, and I was drinking and drinking and waiting <laughs> till the show started, and it was ten thirty at night. I said, "Man, I've been drinking for an hour and a half." Uh oh, man! I did. so I said, "Skipping," you know, when you got that liquid in you. That liquid courage in you. You you thinking you the smoothest thing in the room. So I get oh, up no. on stage and start <laughs> start saying some jokes. Then I start forgetting what I was gonna talk about in the middle of the jokes. And, Where are your note cards? And uh, DJ uh, just play a song I ain't never heard till this day. I still haven't heard that song. He just said. The, what the what the song say? It said it's time to go. I said, oh go. man, where that song come from? Oh, and you danced and off the stage. Was, yeah, I just danced <laughs> I with the beat and just I went off the, the stage. Oh, Zach, we're just gonna see that. And you still to this day haven't posted the video. I asked you to post the video to consider doing that, and you still. No, I, I think I I think I destroyed that video. <laughs> you destroyed the evidence. <laughs> but you know, yes, you know I what. Dest- you know, it's funny that you say all this about how the show started late, how you were drinking. And you and I were just talking the other day on Facebook. We were talking about this this awesome 20-minute video set you showed me that I love from your Kansas City show, right? And didn't you say the right. same thing happened, that the show started late and you got and you were drinking? Now, you know what I'm starting to notice with these black-run shows? They're starting to start late a lot. 
Well, I'm starting to know but, you're drinking. I'm so starved. I'm starting to know you got liquid courage each time. Where's the courage but, without but, the liquid? <laughs> but I freestyle. See, that's the oh. thing. I freestyle when I first started. Because <laughs> when I said, whew, it is a lot of beautiful women in here. And then <laughs> I said, I'm finna bless a female tonight. Then that's when I start going into my material. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, because I start messing with the crowd, and then I remember my material, and I go straight into it. Because I've been doing it for so long, once I remember, it's just like riding a bike. Yeah, getting the rhythm again. So tell me a little more about this Kansas City show, kind of the backstory on it. Um, Basically... Were you talking about what I was doing when I was there or how my performance went? Well, first of all, how did the show come about and how did it go? <laughs> well, basically, I had talked to a, a friend of mine uh, from Kansas City. His name is J.D. Rowland. Hi, J.D. Rowland. Yeah, he's he's a nice guy. He's uh, <laughs> He was a classmate of mine. Uh, cool. When I was a freshman in high school, he was – turn into a senior and basically you know I was always a class clown but he was always you know kept to himself and everything but we lost touch and years later after I graduated and he graduated I saw that he was advertising him doing stand-up comedy I'm like man how long have you been doing comedy I've been doing comedy too man and so basically, he he was like, man, I got some family down there in Dallas. I'm I'm gonna come see. Why don't we go ahead and link up and everything? And so he came down on the vacation time, and we went to some. Uh, I, I posted the pictures up on Facebook, but um, we went to a comedy club at, together, an open mic, and we worked out, you know, some jokes, and you know. He kept the stage, and I kept the stage, and he was like, man, dude, I, I didn't think you were serious. Why don't we go ahead and um run something together? I said, man, I'm all the way down in Dallas, so if you set up something in Kansas for me to, I don't care if you headline or not, for me to be down there and hit the stage, because the thing was, I never performed down in Kansas. See, my first time ever doing comedy was in Dallas when I was working wow. in Dallas. So mm-hmm. everybody that knew me knew I was a class clown in Kansas, but oh, funny. you know they never they never saw me do no stand up. So a I said, song. man, <laughs> yeah, I said, I said, wouldn't it be beautiful if two guys from Kansas City just went down to Kansas and just threw a show? And so he said, man, let's do it. I said, okay. But, you know, in the comedy world, everybody's trying to start a show. And so they always say they got some place running that they're about to do, and it never comes true. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. <laughs> that's true. That's, that happens a lot, right? <laughs> right. You get turned down a lot. You get your feelings yeah. hurt a lot. 
Yeah, so, but that's but that's the entertainment world, honestly. You should true. watch my my motivational video about that. Like, just keep on keeping on. I mean, you you'll hear right. how many celebrities like Ellen DeGeneres got turned down so many times, and really anyone, any. But I think there's only maybe one or two exceptions. <laughs> but getting turned down is different than you waiting on somebody to start something and they never started. Yeah, you can only rely on yourself, really. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But basically, I, I said, I said, is he re- is he really gonna start this show? He <laughs> called me up with the contract and everything, and he came through. My, yeah, he came through. Had my picture, <laughs> uh, wanted my wow. picture and everything for the flyer, and started up, yeah. and gave me the address <laughs> to be there, and I said, hey, let's do it. And I went down there, and we killed Kansas City. We killed the whole town. I'm telling you, like, we had a good time that night. We Tickets were sold out. I spent the whole day delivering tickets to people, people that was calling me up, asking for tickets. I'm like, man, I've sold out physical tickets. they like, I don't I care. That. I'm coming. I'm showing up at the door. <laughs> I saw that on your Facebook. People were like, why, you, why, why, am I, why can't I get tickets? You're like, I've sold out. I've sold out. I was like, wow. That's a good thing. Yeah. Yeah, it was it's a blessing. It like a good it was a blessing. Aww, yeah, nice blessing. And nice. we had a good time. Mhm. So it was you but, and your friend, and it was a, a lady comedian as well. It was the three of y'all that did the show? Yeah, she was a host. Yeah. Um, oh, gotcha. God, What's her name? I forgot. Ooh. New billion. <laughs> Let me see if I can find her. You know, name. I got <laughs> bad memory. You know, I got yes, bad you memory. Do. You sure do. And you just got off work too, so I'll give you a little flack. <laughs> yes, don't don't do that to me. You know I got <laughs> bad memory. Oh, but no, it sounds like it's good. How long was the show altogether? You said how much? What? No, how long? Like like we all? How long was the show altogether? Like two hours? The show hours? was about an hour and a half, two hours. <laughs> That's good. That's really good for comedy. We have to start so late because we're waiting on the, uh, you know, the audience to get seated. Mhm. But it it turned out real good. I mean, we got so much love from everybody. It was a blessing. Nice. Very cool. Yeah, because you know, funny funny side thought. I was asked not long ago. My husband's a couple of his aunts work at. Uh, we call them Thea's uh, in San Antonio. They work at, um, oh, I want to say AT&T Performing Center, think something like that. You know, where concerts and stuff are all the time, where the, uh, I think where the Spurs play also. Yeah, Spurs play there. And uh, this was actually a few years ago that one of them asked me one time, I think Thea Irma asked me, she was like, she was like, Shell, how come the concerts are so much longer? I think they get their money's worth with, with a concert versus a comedy show. She goes, all the times we've had comedians come perform here, their shows are like half if not more, you know, less time, shorter. And she, you know, like a lot of people, they don't know. So I had to explain it to her. I was like, oh, it's different with the comedy world. Like music, they could get two, three-hour show easily. But with stand-up comedy, and it's like one person, one mic, full focus, you know, us, especially Americans. But, you know, anyone, daily life, you know, we've got ADD and all that stuff. We can't focus as well. You you know, it's like an hour, hour and a half at most. And like y'all show, you had three different, you know, hosts and, you know, two other comedians, you and the the guy. But, yeah, for one person with me, I was like, 
yeah, you're lucky if you get a full hour. I mean, look at this Netflix specials. They're usually like 45 minutes, right? At <laughs> most. Yeah. Uh-huh. But yeah. A lot of people don't realize it's different. It's totally different with comedy versus another type show, timing and all. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah. The thing that, you got, thing that people got to look at is, first of all, you got to look at what day it is. It's a Saturday. It was The show was on a Saturday. Oh, wow. People wanted to get their drink on. They don't want to be stuck in a comedy club <laughs> all night. They want to go to the show, but they won't be stuck there all night. Yeah, they want to. They want to see the show, but they also want to go take their day out to eat or go to a club or yeah. or something the like that. Turn up. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they want to go turn up. They don't want to be stuck the whole night laughing they want to go out you know mm-hmm. people uh, a lot of audience members just brought their dates and man we had a good time you know yeah so you think most of them went out after the show what sir so you think most of them went out like out to eat or dance club oh, or you yeah. think most of them audience members went out after the show other places oh yeah they all went out <laughs> after the show no pressure that you, it was your job as a comedian to get them turned up or anything. No pressure there. <laughs> no, it wasn't no pressure at all. It actually, uh, I, my energy just, man, it's, my energy when I hit the stage is like I'm a whole other animal. It's like, mm-hmm. it's like some of the people that came the same night that I was performing down in Kansas City for that show, was mm-hmm. the same night for uh you know the comedian Eddie Griffin? Oh, I love him. I saw him. I saw him at the improv. He I went saw him to motivate me to to audition for America's Got Talent. I love him. That's my my husband's favorite comedian. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Undercover he, brother. Uh, had a show. <laughs> he had a show that night in Kansas City at the same time as our oh, show. Oh no. So Are you kidding me? Yeah, and people was actually that came to our show mm-hmm. at the end of the show said, "Man, we were supposed to be going to that Eddie Griffin comedy show." Wow. But my uh, but we checked the price and it was fifty dollars a ticket. Yep. And mm-hmm. we didn't want to pay that much, you know, because they mm-hmm. was like, "Man, he ain't fifty dollars funny to me." Right. <laughs> and I, I, I mean, like, I mean. He's funny, but I'll be honest with you. Right. What happened with with my situation with his show? I used a discount code, so it was like half off. And then the other thing I don't know if you know about him that he does that I'd heard before I went to the show and it did happen is he goes way over. That's his kind of gimmick. Right. He goes like an hour or two after his time. Like you're there all night with him. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I respect mm-hmm. him more as an actor, but you know everybody <laughs> got different preferences. But um, basically, they was telling me, man, like, we we were given these tickets from somebody from our church, and oh, nice. we actually went, and, dude, you had us feeling like you was, like, we was actually in the improv. They said, you had us laughing so hard, and we had drinks and everything, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. we had our grown and sexy clothes on, and... 
man, you actually gave us joy that night. And they said, you had us feel like we was actually in a show just like Eddie Griffin. And well, I, I mean, said, you I appreciate the video. That. Yeah, I saw that. I mean, that was one of the things I noticed I didn't mention. I mentioned, of course, the, my favorite parts of your comedy act, but I did notice that, like, insight. I did notice that the people were dressed very nice, like, you know, like 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 you go in probably like they were, yeah, upscale, dressed nice, um, right. laughing of course not. So, like I did notice, I did feel just watching the video, I did feel that type of environment myself. Where I couldn't figure out where where was the gig, where what, what was the venue? I couldn't figure out what venue you were at. Like was it, it church was, uh, or uh, uptown? Uh, what was it? Uh, the town comedy bar. Oh, nice. Okay, uh, it definitely looks like a church. <laughs> it was the up, Uptown Arts Bar. That's what it was oh, called. Cool. Uptown Arts Bar. Very cool. Very cool. Oh, and that reminds me. Okay, so let's get into a couple of things about your act because the topics, oh, my gosh, you did so many different topics. I loved it. Um, but a couple <laughs> that, that I want to ask and give you a hard time about, and you know what's coming is, so you still dating older women? What's up with older women? Why do you like dating those older women again? <laughs> oh, I, I said it was benefits for dating older women. Mm-hmm. That's all I said. It was benefits for dating older women. Okay. Like, like when I said on my video, um, <laughs> an example, you already know it's coming, right? Yep. Go ahead. There, there was an example I made about I'll be chilling at the house and an older woman would call me and be like, hey, new bug, I was thinking about you today, so I bought you some car insurance. And I was like, what? I sure do need some car insurance. Thank you, he do it? Won't he do it? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, older women, they 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 were they'll help you with getting your your uh priorities together, basically. <laughs> That's good thing. You know, but is this hypothetical like, or like, do you actually dated older women? <laughs> no, I used to date older women. Like all Okay. Time. Yeah, real talk, real life, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I figured most of comedy's real life like, experience. Like like with a younger female, you have to spend money to be romantic. <laughs> but with an older woman, her 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 thinking you being romantic is like you helping her with her insulin. Like that's precious to her. Mhm. Or checking her blood pressure. Mm-hmm. She that's romantic. <laughs> she loves it. <gasps> and you can tell she loves it because at the end of the night when you coming home from a nice hard work day and everything, mm-hmm. she'll mm-hmm. say something sweet to you like I bake some pie. It's still in the oven for you. Like, oh my Aww. goodness, that's, so, that's such an old woman. That's, that's such an old woman. <laughs> but my favorite, my favorite, my favorite joke with the punchline was, um, oh, t- tell it. Uh, how was it about the dance club or something? You're getting phone numbers or something. Oh, oh, yeah. I said sometimes an old woman can be selfish, you know, because I'm sitting over here at the club. Trying to get some more older women numbers, and she just being selfish because she calling me talking about I fell trying to go to the bathroom. 
I'm like, oh. man, why your butt in the bag? <laughs> man. I need oh. some more cruises on the train. <laughs> I was going to say maybe you should stick to date an older woman until you say that. Then I'm like, no, never mind. <laughs> mix it up. Mix it up. Oh, that's so funny. You know, you know, just being selfish sometimes. Sometimes you got to stay in the bed. Stay in the bed while I'm going out. <laughs> Let me go get some numbers. I'll be back. Do. Let me find some other older to the friends. Before I left. <laughs> Like so wrong. Let me find some other older girlfriends. Oh, you crack me up. What about oh, um what about my favorite topic? Uh huh. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Finish your thought. What about when you said what? And then I'll, I'll you know where I'm gonna go with my said, my favorite topic with your act. When I said the uh, when I said about the older woman um getting it uh getting like cocky to the point where they finally broke down and I was knocking <laughs> her down and she was like now I knew Buck if you be my man you're going to have to take care of me then I was like shoot so I became her caregiver <laughs> oh yeah that's a good fun line I became her caregiver and you got paid for it I love that line yep. <laughs> we love each other and I got paid from the government but it's all <laughs> it's all oh goodness. <laughs> so so you know the first time we met a few years ago now at open mic night at uh backdoor comedy at the Dolce Hotel and you know I was like Oh okay. Uh and then I, I, I was like that one joke just stood out because I don't know why. Maybe because people say my husband looks like Jared before, like after he lost weight I mean after after he lost weight. But then um you told that subway joke and then for some reason Jared just kept popping up in the headlines after that. <laughs> he still does. So let's let's go through that time frame with you and Jared. Because first, tell the joke about the sandwiches. Okay. okay. I said I have a lot of no homo moments in my life. You know. <laughs> uh huh. Like I found out on a commercial that Subway had an advertisement going that. If you order a five dollar foot long and it isn't actually a foot long, then you would get your sandwich for free and you would get your money. So mm-hmm. you know, me, I've been noticing that the sandwiches was coming up short. Right? Mm-hmm. But you know, I I didn't wanna roll up inside there talking about, hey yeah, let me get a five dollar foot long and then try to open my mouth all big and then stop and look at it sideways and be like, this ain't no 12 inches. You almost fooled me. This is not no 12 inches. You know, then, I didn't want to do that. Because uh-huh. that's a no homo moment. Oh, and, and then... <laughs> and then... And then, what does good old Jared do? Then... Then Jared, of course, gets in trouble. This is child porn and stuff. And so you add a tagline about the sandwiches. No, I don't remember that. Yeah, you did. And you're like, no, I helped you. I came up with it, and you did it. I dared you, and you were like, okay. And you drank. You got tipsy, and you're like, okay. And then you got on stage, and you said the joke, and then you said, 
Jared's been liking those six inches a little too much. <laughs> 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 Jared, you just do that one. And you oh, did the tagline. You did the joke. Oh, I had to get you. you had to make sure you drank before I, that one. Yeah, but I think I've been Jared for a long time. And then... Our good old Jared, after all that, it's like this, it's like I know his stages of life. <laughs> then, <laughs> then the, the the two other twists were. <laughs> I'm trying not to laugh. The ironic part was you, you know, first comes a subway joke, and I'm like, oh, so then I look up Jared to see if there's anything like out of tagline. Then I came up with that for you about the <laughs> six inches, <laughs> six inches. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then, and then, and then, the last two times I looked his story up, he uh, oh so bad, he he got in trouble, and uh, oh he got demoted. <laughs> he was serving, he was serving like steaks and stuff, like in the nicer part, like to the to the authorities in the prison, <laughs> and they demoted him. And the ironic part is they demoted him to actually serving sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> wow! I know, you right? All yeah, totally. And then the most recent update I got—well, two uh, two other updates actually. That one guy beat him up because because he hates pedophiles, so he beat Jared up, and he was a much older guy too, but nonetheless. And the oh. other one that I was telling you the other day that I was like, "Wow, really?" Is that Jared had the goal to actually do to do. What? Yeah, he's stealing his ex-wife from jail, from prison. I know, right? He's got, and I wow. think he's even suing the family of the kid that he got accused of stuff. I know, right? I was like, he has nothing better to do. I mean, he's got too much time on his hands. Like he and has the Yeah, he's actually pursuing his own lawsuits. Are you kidding me? Like that's messed up. Mm. <laughs> wow. So, I know, but every time you get on stage, I keep I keep thinking I need to just go to Subway, and then when you're performing, <laughs> you think oh, you a Subway sandwich. Every time I get on stage, you just think of that Subway joke every I time, do. don't you? Every time, but you know, that's common, like a lot of fans, I think they think of like, they tag, you know, kind of associate tagline like a, or not tagline, but they do, they associate like one or two main jokes i mean think about it. think if i say angela johnson you're gonna think of the nail salon skit right no okay you know who that oh, is right okay. she's ballet no. Raider, raiders cheerleader she's hilarious oh, okay yeah, okay. Yeah. okay i love her well, anyway yeah she's known for her nail salon skit i'll send it to you later you'll laugh so hard it's really funny okay and um it's really good it's like a typical I hate to say it, but it's it's kind of a kind of racist, but it is kind of a <laughs> like like you know I I don't I don't like to do this because I I always say everyone diversity is a beautiful thing which it is but for her and unfortunately it's hard to avoid when you do comedy as you know but for her yeah. and a lot of women when we go to the nail salon majority of the time pretty much any time I've gone now I think about it it you know it's usually Asian owned which I have a lot of Asian friends don't get me wrong but it's just the way she. She does the voiceover and the act out and the way, you know, they try to trick you into, which most health people do, they try to trick you into paying more, you know, oh, and then, and then like my favorite part of the skits where she, she's like, uh, I think this one broke, it doesn't look right. And then the lady like, oh, let, let me see your hand, let me see your hand. And then she puts it up and she's like, 
oh, that one, that's your finger. Your finger's crooked. It's not the nail. <laughs> that's your hand. But anyway, but think of like, um, uh, what's one comedian you can think of that you, you associate one main joke with? Oh, um, Kevin Hart. <gasps> I love Kevin Hart. I, I can't think of one joke for that joke about. No, everybody associates that you're going to learn today. Oh, I say that every day. That's one of my catchphrases at home. I say that to myself. I'm working on my show. You're going to learn today. You're going to learn today. Yeah. Oh, and, and, and that joke other... where he said about his daddy uh, having oh. no draws on coming to his class. Yes. Uh, yes. His <laughs> dangling, swinging in his sweatpants. <gasps> You gotta learn today. That's one of my favorites. Kevin Hart is my favorite. I'm gonna see Jumanji for him. I love. I've seen every stand-up movie in the theater for him. I love Kevin Hart. Oh, I would die if I saw him in person. I would just faint. I would just totally, totally faint. I'd be happy, happy. I could die and go to heaven. I'd be so happy if I ever meet Kevin Hart. If you're listening, if there's just some way in the universe this gets out to you, this is Shell, and I love you. So much, you don't even understand. I want to spend a day with you, live up life. <laughs> I love Kevin Hart so much. I do not agree with everything she is saying, Kevin Hart. That is coming from her, her only. What? What? I would not okay. faint if I met Kevin Hart. Why not? <laughs> I'd shake his hand and be like, "Hey, bro, you a beast," but I would not faint. You like him? But you would not think. Yeah, I've seen this show before he got big, big. i seen really? his show in person in Kansas. I'm so jealous. Really? I've seen his first open yeah. mic video. It's hilarious. He was really good even then. How how was he yeah. when you saw him before he got big and known? Man, I had tears in my eyes laughing. I'm so jealous. Do you yeah, have video it of it? Hilarious. <laughs> no. Did you record it? But. No, but you know, it was just uh, uh, at the Improv in Kansas. I think it was two thousand nine. Wow, nice. Yeah, so about eight years ago. Yeah, I love him so much. What is the? There's that other catchphrase I'm blanking out. Of course, you're gonna learn today, but that other one that people say all the time. Um, why am I blanking out? What's the other one? It's what, what, or no? I can't believe I forgot his other catchphrase. I say it all the time, and I'm from like, you know what I'm talking about? His other catchphrase? No. Oh, that's the only oh, one right, I can right, remember. Right. The all right. Oh, yeah, he yeah, says yeah, it three yeah. times. Some people say he copied yeah. Matthew McConaughey, but I don't think so. I like the way Kevin Hart says it better. <laughs> right. But, yeah, you're going to learn today. I say that all the time when I talk to myself. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's you, how I go. Do you talk to yourself? Uh, not really. No, I, I really, yeah, I really. If I'm rehearsing, if I'm rehearsing my uh my stand up, then yeah. Oh well, yeah, you're practicing. That's not talking to yourself. That's just rehearsing. Yeah, so mm. I don't really talk to myself. Hey, I got a question. Now, if I see a fine, if a fine woman walking by, I do. Make comments to myself, yeah. So I guess I do talk to myself. (laughs) Muchas Like, like if you had a jealous girlfriend and y'all sitting down chilling, like I used to have this problem all the time. Girl just out the blue, just get mad. You're like, what's wrong? She's like, nothing, let's go. 
Let's go. I'm like, man, what's wrong? And then five seconds later, a big booty chick just went walking by. And I be thinking to my thinking in my head to myself, I be like, oh, that's why she mad. She knew I was going to work at that. <laughs> but, but I just used it to my advantage. So <laughs> next time when she get mad out the blue like that, I don't get mad. I just be thinking to myself, okay, baby, where the booty at? Where the booty at, baby? Where the booty at? Crazy. <laughs> I, I I had a couple of questions for you. One is, do you do the, um, you know, your silly, like, just random skit little impromptu videos? You know, my favorite, Soul Glow, <laughs> on YouTube. You you just do these silly I random. Haven't I haven't seen them lately. So I haven't you should do one. Yeah, that's why I looked at it. I was like, I don't see a recent not. one. <laughs> but it's, it's camera and everything for my stand-up. I want to upgrade my current reviews for my videos. Yeah. That's a good idea. Did you see um, Did you see my silly fun challenge up on Facebook that I posted? No one seems to want to do the challenge, so I'm going to challenge you on air, and hopefully you'll do it now. So the challenge is, you probably already saw it, but I'm going to still challenge you now on air. So the challenge is that you got to, um, it can be any TV scene, movie, what have you, but you got to have the TV on and mute it and then you do your own little scenario, like act out, commentary, whatever. I've done like three I posted so far. I did one where um, <laughs> it was like Lone Ranger or something, and it made the guys talk like, I'm the cowboy. No, I'm in charge. Yeah, I saw, yeah, I saw the silly stuff. So I challenge you to make one and post it. <laughs> okay. I, I think you'd that. be hilarious. Yes, finally. Maybe if you do one, then I can get other people to chime in. You know how it takes one one leader, one follower, like, okay, I'll start it. Okay, I'll follow along. Maybe we'll get some other people follow along and actually join the challenge. I think it's a fun challenge. I don't know why no one wants to do it. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah, it's pretty, do I've had fun doing it. I keep, I, I mean, I'm bored when I get bored or I just like having a hard day at work. I just take like 20 seconds and go do it. <laughs> I'm like, okay, uh, I'd rather turn do on the it. TV and make a video. Huh? Yeah, I'd rather edit my video do that instead of oh, just okay. going off of the off the top of doing that. Oh, I see. Yeah, I just well, you know what I noticed? Even though it's a silly challenge, honestly, it it's actually good practice for me. I noticed. I was like, hey, this is actually putting me on the spot, having to come up, you know, try to do voiceovers, act outs, or you know, and you know, come up with a scenario. Like it's it's actually really good spot on practice. At least for me, it is. <laughs> I was like, oh, I like this challenge. But um, I was going to ask you something. When you, like, practice rehearse comedy, how do you do that? I know it sounds silly, but, like, like I have, a like, a play microphone at home. I used to carry it in my purse, but I should start doing that again. I used to do that so that if a family or friend, wherever I was, challenged me, like, because this, this happened when I was younger or, you know, a few years ago when I started comedy. They're like, okay, shell, spot on. Like, it was kind of like a challenge, like, at any time, wherever I was. And anyone could be like, okay, shall spot on, like saying, get the the little pretend, you know, play microphone out of the purse and just do whatever, do a little comedy skit so that that way I would get more comfortable. I need to start doing that again, like spot on challenge. So that way you can perform anytime, anywhere, you know, like they always say. But, um, huh? oh, hold on. <laughs> One second, please. <laughs> yes. 
my husband came to tell me Ed Sheeran is on Game of Thrones because I don't even watch Game of Thrones, right? But I love Ed Sheeran. My husband, by the way, can't stand Ed Sheeran, so it's kind of hilarious. And I didn't think he'd be on the first new season episode, season premiere tonight. That's where everyone's at. They're watching Game of Thrones. I can't believe Ed Sheeran's on, but they'll replay it. Don't worry. But I think that's hilarious. So he had to come and tell me because I was like, he was all whispering. I was like, what? He's like, Ed Sheeran. Ed Sheeran. I'm like, Ed, oh, Ed Sheeran's on Game of Thrones. Are you kidding? You know who Ed Sheeran is? Redhead singer guy? Uh, everybody's talking about the Game of Thrones. I need to get into that. I don't I haven't. I, I haven't seen the whole episode. I haven't seen Ed one. I love Ed Sheeran. I don't know anything about Game of Thrones. I just like Ed Sheeran because he's, he's just the most amazing singer. But my husband's like, he, he looks terrible. He got scruffy hair. And I'm like, I don't care. I don't care. Normally I don't care for scruffy hair, but this guy, he's, he's got red, like, scruffy hair and beard and oh and glasses but oh he can sing <laughs> oh he's got so much <laughs> talent and so he can get away with it so he's like my one exception to that like scruffy look I'm like he is so fine oh just just put the guitar on him and ooh, la la. but anyway <laughs> so yeah I don't think I've ever seen him act before I don't know if he's ever done acting before probably I just don't know about it but I, I'm gonna make one exception and watch that episode they'll probably replay it later game of thrones just to see him to see how he does oh, right. he's doing good but yeah that one and um that show and the walking dead are two really big shows that i don't i just don't watch <laughs> everyone watches yeah. and i don't i don't care <laughs> yeah i'm just a breaking bad type guy i don't watch that either <laughs> I don't is anything. that still on the air uh yeah. Really? I thought Breaking Bad ended. Oh, I didn't know that was still showing new episodes. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I don't keep up. No, they're not oh. showing new episodes. Oh, they just show reruns. Oh, okay, okay. I just gotcha. like watching the reruns. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. Everyone got their shows to watch. But um, anyway, sorry. Before my husband came to tell me that Ed Sheeran's on Game of Thrones, I was trying to ask you about the practicing so like for me I was telling you you I had like the pretend microphone in my purse that I should start doing again for that spot on challenge to be able to perform anytime anywhere like when anyone just says go so what do you do how do you prepare like do you look in the mirror at home with a hairbrush I actually don't practice my jokes you don't come on be real real talk Um, I'm honest I don't practice my jokes I, I look at my jokes as thumbnail stories Okay. So if I'm if I'm going to remember how uh because all my all my jokes are stories from situations that happen mm-hmm. in my life. So mm-hmm. I don't have to write on uh, how it went because I automatically remember on how it goes and what's the funny part about it. It's not anything I could write. It's just stories that actually happened I could just talk about. So when I so when I write down all my jokes, I'm writing down thumbnails. If I'm gonna talk about something about older women, I'm gonna write down older women. Well I mean I do that on note cards. On flashcards I do that like like one side I'll write the main topic like I don't know right. work at home and then and then behind you know and then on the back side right. I'll put like right right but I don't but I don't I don't I don't practice. I don't run through it. No, I, none of my that's jokes crazy. don't run through. 
That's crazy. Yeah, you, yeah. you at least have note cards or cheat sheets when you're performing somewhere, like like you know under your drink on the stool or something. Do you? Have I used to. I used to. Yeah. I used to carry a big old note, the thumbnails <laughs> on what I was. Doing. But never sat in the mirror looking at myself and talking in full sentences. <laughs> no. Yeah. Wow. So you just write it out and then you just go for it on stage. You don't practice. But did you say you don't use the I don't even write anymore? it. I don't write well, I know. it. Well, I know you don't write it, but you could still, like, like when you're driving, you could practice just talking it out. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's only because I memorize everything I talk about. I just... If you want to say I practice, you can say I practice by repeating <laughs> the story to other people. Oh, that, that, I like work, that. Yeah. Because I was working at a hospital and I was repeating the situations and stories to other people. We were talking conversation and they're cracking up. Yeah. No, yeah, that's practice. I could see it intertwining it in the conversation. So, yeah. Comedians but do that as all the time. As far as me being by myself, me being by myself just rehearsing? No, I've never did that. <laughs> I hear you. Now, do you use the note cards, any cheat methods now, or do you don't do that anymore? No, I don't do that. You don't need it anymore? Cause you, well, I guess because you've told the story so many times, you don't really need that. Exactly. <laughs> until until you're if like... I wanna, if I want to think of something new, I just say it. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I don't write anything down now. <laughs> Do you, what do you think about comedians? What do you think about comedians? How they do the like, um, like every year a whole new hour act. <laughs> I think that's a blessing because it took me about three or four years just to come up with the material I have, and I have about an hour. But that took wow. about three or four years. Yeah, I don't know how they do it. I think that'd be amazing. I always said if I ever got known that's and big, I would challenge. That's people. why I don't. Yeah, I don't want to get into 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 trying to come up with a special and come up with all that. That's hard. I just oh, want yeah. to get into movies, get into movies, and finish up. That's your goal to go into movies. Yep. Oh wow! What are you, what are you doing in comedy? <laughs> What's that? I said, well, what are you doing in the stand-up comedy? Actually, it could cross over. What, what do you no, mean? Like, you want to be an actor in comedian I, movies? Com- I want to be. Comedy? Exactly. Oh, uh, nice. Comedy actor. Like I like Will that. Sarah or Kevin Hart or Chris Tucker. Stuff like that. Very cool. Very cool. Well, then you should definitely do those YouTube skip videos some more. Yeah, I should. But <laughs> right now, I'm trying to uh, worry about uh, America's Got Talent right now. So That's right. You're going to audition in Houston, right? In December. Yes. Yes. Awesome. It'll be your first time, right? Have you ever done It'll an be audition my first like that time. before? Never. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Are you nervous? I am because I don't know. I don't know how to approach how to approach the judges. I don't know how to impress them. I don't know if what sh- what I should wear or anything. Well, it's it's not that hard. I mean, first they have the website that 
pretty much has a list of things, but like, it'll tell you like just the certain colors to avoid for the cameras and stuff. Two is, uh, I mean, I've done the audition a few times. It's really fun. You've got to be very patient because you're probably going to be there like 12 hours in line all day with everyone waiting. You, you go into like three or four different rooms. You're put in a group. And you wait with this group you're with, and you get to meet all kinds of cool people. You get to take pretty much doing your act. They may film you while you're doing it. They have like this little stage section where, like, it kind of looks like a dance floor and mirrors and stuff. And they're like, okay, you want to perform? We'll film. It's really fun. Watch each act while you're waiting and waiting all day and learn about each other. But the fa- my favorite part now, the first round when, when you're going to this, it won't be the celebrity judges because that's like the next round. So this is the original, the initial round. The initial round, you'll actually have producers from the show, staff there, but not the celebrity judges. And it's really fun. And I've had, I've had, it, I've had it happen uh, two different scenarios. In the beginning, I used to be the only one in there. I don't think I've auditioned three times. So the first couple of times, it was, no, no maybe four times because the first couple of times, it was just me in the room with the cameras, producers, and I, I, I was more comfortable, honestly, by myself. Then the last two times, yeah. um, what happened was one time I was put in the room with all these kids. Like, for whatever reason, I was the odd one out, and so they had this one comedian, me, and all these kid acts. And uh, the funny part was my husband got in the room because he pretended he was one of the parents, so he could come in and watch. So it made me more nervous, though. I know. It was hilarious. But then as I look over, and he's all laughing. I hadn't even started doing my audition yet. You know, I was all nervous, so that kind of messed my mojo up. But oh, well. But uh, my favorite one besides being alone was uh, look up Rudy Rush. He's on my Facebook friends. He's actually from Houston where the audition's coming up in December. Um, he's a radio DJ and a comedian for like 20 years. He's a really nice guy. So they put um, him and me, just the two of us, to do our comedy acts, just us two comedians in the in the room with the producers this one time. And so here's kind of, it's going to sound weird, but it's kind of the lingo, so to speak. Not always, but sometimes. After you do your audition, well, first of all, you go in, you do your audition, you just you just go out with a bang. You only have 90 seconds to impress them. So you've got to really narrow down your act only 90 seconds, your best jokes. But not your best best because if you make the show, you need, you know, your better jokes for the, sh- the real live right. show. But right. So like your best but not best best. So then right. – um, Okay, so you go in, you see bright lights, the room, the camera, the producers, probably – I've had between three to four, sometimes three, sometimes four producers watching. And uh, and then they'll ask you questions. They'll interview you. They'll, they'll ask you something. Like the very first time I ever auditioned, I actually didn't do too bad considering. And they laughed. One guy laughed so hard, he, his, his little pen or whatever he was chewing on flipped up in the air and fell And because uh, he was laughing so hard at one of the punchlines I did. And uh, so anyway, wow. so I remember, yeah, I know. And it was my time ever to audition. I n- hadn't even done open mic yet. I, that's how I started stand-up. Can you believe the first time I ever started stand-up was that audition for America's Got Talent? I just – my mother-in-law had died in 2010, and I just decided um, – she died like January 11th, I think, and the audition was like January 30th. And she had always encouraged me, you know, like, oh, you, you know, you know cause she was funny herself. And she was like, oh, you should go for it. Shell, why are you so afraid? Why, you know, cause she knew I always wanted to audition. So after she passed away, I um, decided to audition. And that happened. The guy dropped his pen. And then afterwards, he asked, he said, so, uh, how long you've been performing? And I said, this is my very first time to ever do stand-up. And they're like, ever? I'm like, yeah. 
And they're like, oh, and their mouths dropped. And I said, I just thought this was how I conquer the fear and just do it. But you know with me, the ironic part after that is the uh, stage fright issue. So it's easier for me to do oh. that than go on stage. It's harder to go on stage with a crowd <laughs> than right. do that in a room of three producers. I can do that so no problem. They, so when they laughed, they passed you? No. So then what happened, well, you, you got to remember, you're in ton, there's tons more cities, tons more competitors. So that's what I was going to tell you, a couple more things on that note. So what happened was they liked me, they, and, they, and they asked questions. And you kind of can tell, like, if they, they like you or not, they'll ask you more questions. So I got asked more questions, which was a good sign. But I was new. I mean, it was my first time ever. I wasn't ready for right. it, you know. So, no, I didn't right. get passed through, and that's okay. But um, but here's the lingo. When Rudy Rush and I tried out, he is amazing. Like, I could not stop laughing. And, I mean, I thought – I really thought he made it on the show. But competition is tough. I mean, it is tough. Now, for this particular but not that reality, much with comedians, though. Well, let me tell you. Let me tell you something. I've seen some comedians out there, and it was not competition. It's different. I agree with you, but it's different now. When I first auditioned, when this show, like in the beginning years for America's Got Talent, I learned they told me, I and mean, this is from like their producers, their staff told me this themselves, that it was like 90% singers, which you'll still see a majority singers, right. you know, because that's just a given. It's just common, you know, compared right, to the other right. type acts. But what's happened is because that guy, um, Oh, I saw him. I met him. Uh, Taylor Williamson. He, he he didn't come in first. He came in second. And there was another guy. I want to say Tom Carter or somebody. Another guy that also did pretty well came not. I don't think top second, but like top three or something. There's they've had since then since they had you know comedians make it pretty far. They now have tons more comedians. So you're actually in a lot more competition. Than you would have back right. You know what I'm saying? It's not 90% singers. It's probably like maybe 70% singers. But I mean, the, you'll see, like, okay. um, I, I personally was surprised I wasn't put in a different room. There was another room that were like 10 comedians that all had to audition in front of each other the same day that I had to audition in the same room as Rudy Rush. They just, I guess, because we were at the end of the day, it was just him and me, but the others, you know, so, so it could be you could be alone in a room with producers, but more than likely you're going to be with other comedians and you're going to have to take turns acting. But for all the other acts, pretty much, especially singers, that's standard. It's standard to put like 10 contestants in the same room and have to take turns okay. auditioning in front of each other, which it makes sense. I mean, you're going on a talent show anyway. You're going to eventually have to do right. that on live TV. But here's the right. f- the funny inside joke about lingo. So a couple things. One is uh, like Q Act and paperwork. Q Act means that and I'm not discouraging you because you should totally try out, but you, this is the reason why I'm telling you to do the YouTube videos. They they go on YouTube and they go on Instagram. They go on social media, especially YouTube. They find people. They they will call you. They will message you. They'll say, I met, I right. met these people. And they'll be like, you're so funny. Can you, can you please come audition? And if you do, we'll put you right, right through the first round. You just have right. to technically do it right q act okay then the other lingo that that's kind of the inside joke is paperwork so afterwards i thought rudy rush made it because after he and i finished we were waiting a long time which i was told is usually a good sign that they're actually i don't think i was i don't think i did that good but everyone told me that usually if you're waiting a long time after um after they send you out to the room then that means they're debating like they liked both of you and they have to narrow right, it down. Right, so maybe right, I right. had a little chance. Right. I don't know. I was more experienced by them. Right. But so I had a little chance, but I mean, 
I was going against 20 year comedian veteran. You can't compete with okay. that. And he was, he was awesome. But I mean, I'm not, I'm not trying to scourge you. Like you, it's possible. It's possible to win. But for me, I just, right, it right. made my, it made my ego feel better. Cause I was, I, it was the first time I ever cried. Like I auditioned four times. And the first time I ever cried after an audition, when I felt like I didn't make it was, was against Rudy Russian. It wasn't because of him. It was because I realized how much I actually care. I was like, whoa, Shelly, you really do care. This is your dream. You really do love stand-up comedy. Well, so they come get him and me. Well, I think they're coming to get him and me. And then they say, they look at him and they're like, hey, Rudy, uh, can you come back? We we need to go over your paperwork. We didn't finish your paperwork. And then with me, they're like, oh, your paperwork's good to go. Thanks. Have a good day. Well, the inside joke is when they ask for you to come back and do more paperwork, a lot of the time that actually means they want you to come back and do more of audition or get, you know, or do more interview because they really like you and more than likely you, you made it to the next round. So I really thought he so made it to the next round. It. He did not, but he, I thought okay. he did. I think what happened is I'm pretty sure he was getting there, but they must have chosen, so you know, about, they still had more cities to go and they chose other comedians. What about the other guy? Uh, um, I forgot his name. He goes to a dumpster all the time. Always talks uh, about the short uh, button-up shirt with the bow tie. With the tie. I'm sorry, who now? Who were we talking about? Uh, There's a black guy. I forgot his name. I forgot his name. Uh-huh. He went, that was he on went the show? America's Got Talent, yeah. Okay. I forgot about it, but okay. Well, it's, what time is it? It's nine oh five. So uh, okay. I'll probably wrap wrap it up with you here in a moment. But I know we talked beforehand, so just on a, a last sentimental note, just to inspire people, if you don't mind, I don't want to go in detail, but uh, if, if you don't mind just sharing with people, you know, I we were not you and I were talking the other day about how my birth dad right. died. And I hadn't done my show in like three years because I, and I'm still trying to get myself, I just started to do the talk show again and I'm trying to get myself courage up back to getting on stage, open mic and all that. Cause I know my birthday was my biggest supporter when it came up stand up comedy. So I, I'm so sorry for your loss. I know your brother passed away not long ago. And will you share for what sure. he told you? Cause I was like, how in the world are you still getting up on stage and not falling apart? Like you're inspiring me to keep going. So what, what did he tell you? So people can, kind of get inspired like I was. Well, basically, he, his first time uh, seeing the stage was about three So mm-hmm. he was shocked because he never thought that I would make people laugh like I did. And he, you know, when you brothers and sisters, you, everybody was laughing like I was standing there. And he thought,
So wow. I think that's That's awesome. Go ahead and help him. Go ahead and open some doors for him. Help him get through some things. So that's why it's been, you know, push. Push through it. Mm-hmm. That's yep. awesome. Because you, you definitely are making people laugh. And I like how you said if they're just having a bad day, or just want to forget their troubles, just, yeah, definitely a blessing, just getting the help make people laugh so yeah I just I was like I was talking to my husband and I was like I just watched New Billions New Buck I, you know I'll call you New Billion but New Billions video right, I was right, just right. like I just I was just in awe I was like it was one of the best acts I've ever seen you do honestly I was so inspired I was like I know he's motivated I know he works hard I know he's always funny but this was like the best I mean I was so happy you sent me that video because I, I watched it like I five appreciate times it. I'm serious and then I was like how do how do I get myself back on the stage? It's taken me three years, and you're right back up. <laughs> I'm so inspired. Yeah. I don't know how you do it. So that's I do appreciate you sharing that advice. I know other people can learn from that. Yeah, I appreciate it. You know, we all need a push. Amen. Amen. Real talk. Well, I'm surprised you haven't said your catchphrase, <laughs> real talk. I've said it more than you tonight. Uh, <laughs> real talk. You say it when you're on stage a lot. Real talk. <laughs> All right. Well, well, let me let you go. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> I thank you for having me. Oh. oh, thank you for being on. You're welcome anytime. You want to just call and say <laughs> hi. Don't prank call me, though. <laughs> I'm just teasing. Okay. Well, have a good night, New Billion. Thank you so much for being okay, on the show. I, I appreciate it for being on the show. And oh, if they want to look at Tell any videos. Yeah. Look, how do they uh, find you? Aaron New Billion at YouTube. On YouTube, Aaron New Billion and the Comedian New Book at Facebook. Perfect. The Comedian, like the okay. Comedian New Buck on Facebook and Aaron Newbillion on YouTube. Perfect. So y'all can all laugh and see what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. All right, Newbillion. Have a good night. Okay. You take care. All right. <laughs> Bye. Get some sleep. <laughs> that was, again, Aaron Newbill, who's known, his stage name is Newbuck uh, when he's performing stand-up comedy. I learned a lot of new things about him. I didn't realize he, his ultimate goal is to become a an actor, a comedic actor. I think that's awesome. He'd definitely do a good job. Just, again, check out his videos on YouTube, Aaron Newbillion, A-A-R-O-N, and then N-E-W-B-I-L-L-I-O-N, Aaron Newbillion on um, YouTube. So you can watch his very funny skit videos and his stand-up comedy is also on there or if you want to find them on facebook and or it's a da and then comedian c-o-m-e-d-i-a-n and then new buck n-e-w-b-u-c-k the comedian new buck on facebook very very cool guy hope y'all enjoyed that interview we still have almost an hour to go so plenty of time if you want to be a part of open mic night uh let's do it so i'm going to play a song here in just a second but if you want to call in let me find my switchboard phone number because i don't have it memorized it is three two three Six four two one five five six. We're doing open mic, so for uh, till like ten o'clock for almost the next hour. Call in and sing a song, play an instrument, you know, music, uh, poetry, comedy, tell a joke, uh, read a poem, what have you. I may 
try to mix it up and do it myself and just be entertaining in the meantime. But hopefully y'all will call in and help me out on that. Or if you just want to call in and say, hi, I'm here, uh, please do. So again, that phone number, switchboard number is 323-642-1556. And in the meantime, there was a song I was going to start playing earlier uh, called Let's Go by Bean. Check out her music, beanmusic.com or Noel Bean on Facebook. And I'll be watching for your calls. Are you ready? Again, we're doing open mic night the rest of the segment, uh, 45 minutes to go. If you want to call in and perform poetry, music, or comedy, or say hello, you can uh, once again call into the switchboard here at 323-642-1556. Again, 323-642-1556. And also, um, I can't resist i have to go to twitter and see what people are saying about game of thrones because ed sheeran was on i don't know anything about the show i just love ed sheeran so i am totally trying to f- 
find comments and pictures and little video clips about it. Oh my goodness, I have to. They'll replay the show, right? Hopefully not. I'm sure someone will nicely post on YouTube before YouTube takes it down. Maybe. Did y'all notice the YouTube app's gone on like the TV? Yeah, bummer, right? Oh, I see silly gifts, bro. This was me when I saw Ed Sheeran. <laughs> Sad boy Darden on Twitter. That's pretty funny. Gif was like, is that Jimmy Fallon? Like shaking his head, like what? Okay, that's pretty funny. Spoiler alert: HBO Asia. Wow, special cameo by Edgerton. Oh, he looks good. Yep, I see you. I see. <laughs> what will his songs reveal? Don't miss the encore tonight. Oh, oh yeah. Ed Sheeran wrote seven minutes ago on Twitter. Throw back to the time I was a Lannister. And then he, oh, he posted an Instagram picture. Oh, you're adorable. Oh, now is he going to be on again or is it just a one-time thing? Because if you're going to be on like as a regular uh, person, I mean, um, yeah, if he became like a regular character on the show, I would start watching Game of Thrones just for Ed Sheeran. Y'all don't understand. I love him so much. The funniest thing happened the other day. There was a song on. There was <laughs> a song on. <laughs> We were at the water park, and this song came on, and my husband's like, hey, that's a nice song. Who sings that? And I was like, oh, your favorite artist, Ed Sheeran. And he was like, oh, he can't stand Ed Sheeran. And I was like, yeah, mm-hmm. you actually like a song by Ed Sheeran. That is so funny. Love it, love it, love it. Oh, Ed Sheeran. Oh, you, oh. I have the biggest celebrity crush on him, I guess. Will Smith's still on top of my list. No one replaces Will Smith. Don't get me wrong. But Ed Sheeran, oh, he's so talented. I love him. But I do worry. I worry about his ego sometimes, you know, because, like, he he beat his own record. Like, I performed, sold out Wimbledon three days in a row. And then I ended this. And, and he, he, interesting enough, he said in an interview once, he was like, um, he's like, yeah, they don't even have to offer so much payment. They just give me you know an offer of you'll be the first to do this or that like the Wimbledon record I was like oh interesting so yeah but anyway hopefully he's not getting ego his girlfriend's so cute the girlfriend he grew up with that's pretty cool oh I love it Sharon I hope he's not getting arrogant though <laughs> he seems like a pretty cool guy okay I like how when he gives someone a guitar he writes on it and he writes like play me daily and stuff you know remind people like practice I grew up in orchestra and band playing music, so I think that's really cool. Oh, oh man, a couple of celebrities passed away. Uh, according to his publicist, the Oscar-winning actor passed away after time in the hospital. Actor Martin Lando has died at age 89. And I'm turning this into current events all of a sudden. Think about Jaren, and then they go on Twitter, and then all this comes up. Oh, wow. He was on Entourage. Some other stuff. Luckily, he's known for entourage. And there was another actor. It was an actor that died earlier today. I saw on Facebook. I don't watch scary movies, but I knew of him. And now I can't remember his name. Um, he was known for like a zombie movie, I think. Like I think he was the film director or writer or something. Oh, I hate when I blank out. I'm trying to find his name, but I can't seem to find it. It'll come back to me. Okay, so we have 40 minutes to go. I'll try to find his name. Y'all probably know what I'm talking about. Oh, this is a big announcement. The first female lead star of Doctor Who is announced. What do y'all think about that? <gasps> Jodie Whittaker? Oh, my goodness me. Are you serious? Wow. I just learned earlier it was going to be a woman. I just Now I'm learning it's going to be Jodie Whittaker. 
Really? Ooh, there's even a video. Ooh, do y'all hear that? Like a minute trailer. Wow. Where's this article? Wowzers. Okay. Yeah. I did not expect it to be Jody Whitaker. I don't know why. I thought I imagined it to be someone else, but wow, wow, wow. So there's a lot of big news stories today. So if you want to call in and mention your thoughts on any of that too, we're performing open mic night. Again, that switchboard phone number here is um <laughs> three two three area code. So again, the phone number three two three six four two one five five six. Again, three two three six four two one five five six. Really interesting stuff. Let me see this article real quick and I'll play a song. Actually I'll try to sing a song because I need to do my own karaoke. Oh, and I even have a book of my old high school poems, poems I wrote when I was high school and college, actually, but mostly high school. So I can do at least one song and one poem and tell a joke because it's comedy. And let me go ahead and tell you a joke, one of my favorite silly one-liners I made up. And you can tell it, especially work, I think it applies in the office. It's a clean comedy joke. Uh, you, I tell it to my friend's kids and they share it. So I always say, these are my one-liner jokes. The one-liner jokes I make up, feel free to share, spread on, make someone laugh. So my favorite <laughs> joke, you probably heard it before, but here it goes, is what did sugar say to cream? Ready? So what did sugar say to cream? Wake up and smell the coffee. Get it? Unless you drink black coffee, I know. But hey, <laughs> I, I, well, technically I don't, I don't taste sugar. I put like sweet and low or stevia or whatever that stuff's called and, and cream. Uh, but uh, yeah, but I like the joke. Uh, what's another one? Um, so what does sugar say to cream? Wake up and smell the coffee. Another one-liner joke for y'all. Um, how was the undercover agent identity finally revealed? So how was the undercover agent identity finally revealed? Someone stole his covers. Get it? Okay, so there's two silly, cheesy one-liner jokes for y'all if you want to spread on and try to tell a coworker or family member or friend one of the, one or two of those jokes and then let me know how they react. <laughs> they roll their eyes or laugh or like, oh, you're so crazy. You're so silly. Uh, yeah. And then here's a poem. Oh, man, I wrote a lot of poetry when I was young. I've only written like one or two poems and, well, I guess maybe 10 poems total in the last decade. <laughs> yeah, especially when my parents said I, I wrote poems and read them at funerals and stuff. Oh, I was really nice. I even wrote a really nice poem to my sister when she went away to college. This is crazy stuff. So funny. In, in my little poetry folder, <laughs> on one side is all my, like, oh, adoption paperwork from I was adopted, non-identified paperwork. Mostly they call it where I met my birth parents that the agency gave me. And then the other side is just, like, hundreds of poems I wrote full on a little bit in college. Um, wow, I haven't read this in so long. This is like the first family death I remember. It was my great-grandmother. She lived to 100. I'm scared to even read this. I don't even remember what I wrote. She lived to age 100, and I didn't get to go to her funeral. I was in Van, and we had like UIL, and it was like a last-minute thing, and I still feel bad about it to this day. She was an amazing lady. I know she had a huge turnout because we had a huge family, and she hosted all our Oh, family gra- gatherings, Christmas, and, um, you know, Sunday lunch, all that good stuff. And I don't know now, so this is from Waco, it's from my parents are buried where I lived when I was little. And I don't know now that last I had heard her nice red brick two-story house was uh, turned into a halfway house. So I'm not sure if it's still halfway house now in Waco or turned back into a big house or gone. I don't know what's up with it now, but... 
Anyway, I'm just glad it was there at the time, and we had awesome memories. I always say she lived to 100 because her – now, her husband did die before her, and I never knew my great-grandfather, my dad, they called him. But he was a doctor, and then her son that I did know, my great-uncle, we called Uncle Doc, who was a medic in the Army. Um, he – I always say, because he was a doctor, <laughs> he took good care of her. He took care of the whole family, really. Um, tried his best. Okay, so here, yeah, we still got 36 minutes to go. I'll keep watching that switchboard. Let me read the phone number, switchboard number one more time, and I'll read this poem that I haven't read in so many years. Keep in mind, I was really young. I was like 15 when I wrote this. Uh, but, <laughs> uh, again, the switchboard phone number, if you want to call in and say hello or perform an open mic night, poetry, comedy, or music, 323 323- Six four two one five five six. All right, here we go. Um, I wrote, I titled it "Grammy, a Wonderful Lady." Aw. All right, so this is about my great grandma that lived to hundred. I think I did. I write this after she died or before she died. I'm not sure. All right, here we go. A lady so wonderful, so neat. Pleasure it was for me to have known her. Aw, she has left the earth, but remains in my heart. I know that God decided it was time for her to come home. We all miss her. I'm not alone. She talked for hours and never wanted to quit. Always ready to give and receive a hug and a kiss. Aw, these things I especially miss. Not often did I see her, yet the times I spent with Grammy, I still remember. Um, that's going to be confusing for y'all. It's because we moved, you know, when I got older, so I mostly got to see her so much Christmas, but when I was awake, I saw her all the time. Anyway, so yet the times I spent with Grammy, I still remember. A lady who was so sweet and so neat, sometimes I wonder. I remember a time when I asked God for Grammy to be able to live until she was at least 100 years old. The wish came true, but it was kind of blue. Time wore her out. Mm, This is sad. (laughs) Um, Each day before she ate, she would pray. I recall her asking the Lord to please take her home. She wanted to be with her husband. Up in the beautiful sky was her destiny. Now when I look up, I know that Grammy is over watching my family. Oh, Yeah, again, I was only 15 when I wrote that. <laughs> so it was kind of cheesy, but cute. So apparently I wrote that when I couldn't go to her funeral after she died. I feel like I need to read one more serious poem, like a love poem or something. Um, yeah. I had this friend, this was back, way back when they didn't talk about suicide much, and I had this friend attempt suicide, and luckily she did not commit suicide, but she attempted it, and I um, remember the counselor having me and all these other people, she put her names on the goodbye letter, saying these are my only friends, please let them know I love them, and all this, and when she attempted suicide, she left, you know, with the suicide note. And so, I don't know, 10 or so of us in the circle, and, and they put us in this, like, library with this counselor, told us what happened, told us how to act when she came back to school. I mean, I think I was only in, I was in junior high. We were in an orchestra together. Cindy, I won't say her last name, but Cindy was her first name. And I uh, hope you're doing well these days, Cindy. She'd moved away and stuff. And um, so I don't, I don't know where she is now. But anyway, um, I remember getting home. And my mom, like, asking vague questions to see if I'd say anything. She's like, so, how was your day at school? Fine. Anything unusual come up? Well, maybe while you ask. 
well, I got a call today from the counselor. Okay, I'll tell you what happened. Anyway, so this is the poem I wrote after my friend Cindy attempted suicide. And I was so sad that she would even think to do that. But I was very relieved that she survived and lived. So this is a, this poem. It's going to be kind of, I don't know, I want to say gory, but well, you'll see. <sighs> Ready? Okay. Life is precious. That's the title. Life is precious. Life is filled with so many wonderful things. Friends, family, and love are all samplings. Before you jump off that bridge, think of the loved ones you would hurt the most. Think about your parents who love to boast about their child. Before you stab yourself with that knife, think once more about your life. Look back to all of the people from the past. Think of that one friendship that will always last. So before you decide to make your life come to an end, just remember in your life, you've always got a friend. Life is the most precious gift from the Lord. No one could ever ask for anything more. My friend, think again before making the worst mistake. Ask the Lord for help because he loves you so much that he put his own life at stake. The end. All right. What was the other thing I was going to do? Oh, sing a song. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. (laughs) So, um... Yeah, there's always hope. I always say there's always hope. Never give up. Okay, so I have a couple of poems I read, a couple of jokes I told. Keep watching the switchboard in case anyone will keep me company. Call and surprise me, sing a song, read a poem, tell a joke, say hello. <laughs> Phone number again is three four. I'm sorry, three two three six four two one five five six. Again, three two three six four two one five five six. Um, you can message me on Coffee Talk WC on Twitter as well. I don't know if people are shy. A lot of people like to message me. I'll read their messages and stuff. Oh, yeah. It's about Jodie Whitaker being the next uh, doctor who, let's see. Let me read this real quick, and then I'll sing a song, karaoke, and keep watching that switchboard. But going back to news stories real quick, this is kind of interesting. Jodie Whitaker, Doctor Who's 13th time lord to be a woman, is on BBC.com. And it says here, the new doctor's identity revealed in a trailer broadcast at the end of Wimbledon's single final. Oh, wow. I missed that. I watched, I was watching when the guy got his, um, what do you call it, trophy, whatever, earlier, the first and second place Wimbledon guys. So how did I miss the trailer? <laughs> um, the broad church star succeeds Peter Capaldi, who took over the role in 2013 and leaves in the forthcoming Christmas special. Oh, yeah, I heard there was a Christmas special. Awesome. Whitaker, 30, age 35, said it was overwhelming as a feminist. I cannot say that word. Feminist <laughs> to become the next Doctor. She'll make her debut on the sci-fi show when the Doctor regenerates in the Christmas special. That should be interesting, y'all. Hmm. There's some movie coming out Christmas time. Is it Wrecker Off 2 or something? I can't remember. I was looking forward to. <laughs> I was like, I know there's something else exciting coming around Christmas time in the movies and TV industry. She says, it's more than an honor to play the doctor. It means everyone I used to be while stepping forward to embrace everything the doctor stands for, I uh, hope. can't. I can't wait. The actress also shares another broad church link with Doctor Who co-star David Tennant was the 10th doctor. That's, I think he's the one that's my favorite Doctor Who so far. Interesting. All right. Um, again, that was on BBC.com. There's tons more, of course, article I just read out little bit from it okay and what was next i was gonna do oh yeah um 
Let me see. Let me think. How can I? Let me try to call Jabari and see if I can get him to sing a song. Mm. He probably won't even answer the phone, but we're going to try. <laughs> He's really good at hey, yeah. He likes to. Well, he doesn't like karaoke, but a long time ago, our friends got him in karaoke, and he was amazing. He did Heya by Outkast, and he did a really good job. And my girlfriends and me were like his little backup dancers and singers. We had so much fun. Oh, no, now I can't figure out how to hang up. You have reached Jabari Russell. Okay, I just hang up. So, Jumanji, you got voicemail. He probably sees my switchboard number. He's like, I don't want to be on air, show. <laughs> I had to beg him to quiz me. I was like, oh, please. I was so nervous. Still nervous. Still getting there, trying to get back in the rhythm of things, you know. Um, but anyway, let me find a song. Usually I play a song, but let me see if I can find a song. I'm going to have to find, like, a YouTube video with karaoke. Now, I karaoke. I don't sing. That's how I've always said it. I want I want to. Oh, there's a song I really like. I wonder if I can if I can find karaoke. It's like my favorite new song. Have y'all heard the new song called New Rules by uh, Dua Lipa? I'm not sure I'm saying it right. It is so good. All right, let me see if I can karaoke it. I don't know if you can hear the music in the background. though. it's better with music. Oh, and there's a commercial apparently. Got to have the ads to play videos, I guess. Okay, here we go. I hope this works. <laughs> I started too early. I don't know if y'all can hear the background music. I don't know how the audio is set up for this with me playing it. Talking in my sleep at night, making myself crazy. Out of my mind, out of my mind. Wrote it down, wrote it, wrote it down and read it out. Hoping it would save me too many times, too many times. My love makes me feel like nobody else. I cannot sing. Nobody else. I'm just karaoke. My, my love doesn't love me. So I tell myself. I tell myself. Here we go. One, don't pick up the phone. Two, you know he's drunk and alone. Two, don't let him in. You'll have to kick him out again. Three, don't be his friend. You know you're going to wake up in his bed in the morning. If you're under him, you ain't getting over him. I got new rules. I count them. I can't do this. this is a, I think I'm just going to go old school, and I'm going to sing one of my favorite um, songs I used to sing all the time as a kid. Because I think it's more my style. I love that song, but I cannot sing it, and I don't. I just, I just want to go old school. Here we go. Tell me if y'all are old enough to remember this song. I'm gonna surprise y'all. <laughs> this is so fun. But it'd be more fun if y'all call in and help me out. <laughs> Do open mic night too. Sitting at a restaurant, she walks by. I seem to recall that certain look in her eyes. I said, who's that? You said with a smile, oh, it's nobody. Oh, it's nobody. Maybe that explains the last two weeks. Call me up. Dead on your feet. Working late again. Ask who it. You said nobody. Call nobody. Well, you're nobody called today. And she hung up when I asked her name. Well, I wonder how she thinks she's being clever, clever. Uh-huh. 
You say nobody's after you. The fact is, what you say is true. Well, I can love you like nobody can. Even better. Last night we went for a drive. You were miles away. After who's on your mind? You said nobody. Why do you ask all her again? I could have told you that. We went back home, got ready for bed. I said to myself, I got one shot left. You're still mine, and I won't stand in line behind nobody. Oh, nobody. Well, you're nobody called today. She hung up when I asked her name. I wonder, I think she's being clever, clever. Mm-hmm. Say nobody's after you. Fact is, what you say is true. I can love you, and nobody can. Even better. So again, we're doing open mic night if you want to call in and sing a song or speak a poem. Or... My dog just came in the room. Hi, puppy. Hi, Prescott, I call him puppy. Hi, boo-boo. I love you, Prescott. Wonder. So she's being clever, clever. Uh-huh. All right. Oh, I'm losing my voice. I need my voice for my job during the week. Okay. So, oh, my goodness me. So much fun, but more fun with y'all. So call in to the show, 323. Uh, yeah, 323-642-1556. Poetry, comedy, music, sing a song, read a poem, tell a joke, what have you. Call in, just say hi. Again, 323-642-1556. I've got to play a real song now and give my voice a break. That was just Oh, I just totally embarrassed myself for y'all. That's okay. Mm. Life's too short not to have fun. All right, so in the meantime, I'm going to, on a more serious note, play a song that I used to always play, and I'm trying to keep the tradition alive. It's called Time to Go Home by Michael Franti and Spearhead that I always dedicate to the military and veterans and their loved ones and wishing all of those, especially overseas, to come home safe and sound soon. Thank each and every one of you for all you do. Love and prayers for all of you. So, again, this is called Time to Go Home by Michael Franti and Spearhead. Those who start wars Never fight them Those who fight wars They never like them
Michael Fronty and Spearhead. Beautiful song. We have about 15 minutes left. I'm starting to lose my voice, unfortunately. I may have to play a little bit more music as we wind down. But I'll keep watching that switchboard. Sometimes we get last-minute callers. You never know. So call in and surprise me. (laughs) In the meantime, I hope you enjoyed this next song. I played one by Bean. That one was by Michael Fronty and Spearhead. Michael Fronty and Spearhead, by the way, are coming to Dallas, where I live, August 23rd. Check out uh, michaelfronty.com to get his tour dates. See if he's in your area, too. It's really, really awesome. Very interactive band. Awesome band. Awesome lead singer, too. Uh, Mr. Fronty, shout out to him and his wife, Mrs. Fronty. Sorry, but I call her Mrs. Fronty now since I got married. They've been married over a year now. Um, Such a cute couple. So let me find another song by another past guest. One of my friends, Brandon Hilton. Hopefully we'll get all of y'all on, on the back on the show sometime in the near future and have them all give updates like New Billion did. That was really fun. Thanks again to New Buck. I call him New Billion, but his stage name again is New Buck. Aaron New Bill's his real name. Thank you again, New Buck, for being on tonight. He did. He was. He stayed a long time, probably an hour. He did good, hanging in there because he had just gotten off work. So I know he he's busy, busy and tired. So appreciate that. In the meantime, I hope you enjoy the song. I know it's not Halloween, but it's one of my favorite songs of Brandon Hilton's, and it's a really cool music video by Donna Clark. So check it out, Glamour Zombie by Brandon Hilton. Enjoy. Hey, 
I'm a zombie baby. Again, that was Glamour Zombie by Brandon Hilton. We still have 10 minutes to go. If you want to call in, say hello, or um, perform an open mic night, poetry, comedy, music. Again, that switchboard phone number is uh, 323-642-1556. Again, 323-642-1556. And let me remind you all, too, um, you can message me on Twitter.com at CoffeeTalkWC. And feel free to message me, send me your topic suggestions and guest requests is if you yourself want to be a guest or you want to nominate someone else as a guest you know submit those ideas or topic suggestions uh, as you kind of see if you're a new listener you're kind of getting the the gist um, I haven't done a current event segment yet I'll probably do that next um, but it's just a mixture here um, uh, coffee talk with shell and the taglines where there's always writing in life because I never want it to be limited I always want to be limitless on the topics so if you go back in the archives you can listen through blogtalkradio.com forward slash coffee talk with shell or you can look up coffee talk with shell on iTunes as a podcast and hear most of the old um, episodes and you'll see a variety of interviews and topics um, gosh I don't even know where to start from sports to entertainment to um, you know, nonprofits, um, tons of stuff. I've interviewed book authors, actors, comedians, um, athletes. Um, goodness, what else? What else? Um, I don't know. A variety of things. <laughs> but again, uh, so if you want to uh, send me your topic suggestions and or guest requests, please feel free to do that. I'm always open to new ideas and take all into consideration. So appreciate that. And, um, uh, yeah, so uh, the regular show times, since it's, you know, it's only like my third episode after like three years pretty much uh, hiatus, it's Sunday nights at 8 p.m. Central Time. And I don't know why there's a chat room I normally can launch through the website. Unfortunately, I can't seem to get it to work. I know a lot of people like to come in there and write to me during the show, but unfortunately, I'm having some kind of technology, technical issue, graphics or something. It's just not working so sorry about that but again you can always message me on twitter live during the show or anytime and call in we still got like eight minutes to go um so again i don't know why i'm losing my voice this happened the other day i was going to start losing my voice had to drink coffee and then it was good again but kind of want to drink coffee but it's really late and i don't want to be up all night when i got work tomorrow so i'll just play another song or two as we wind down but i'll keep looking for your calls in case any of you last minute callers <laughs> um yeah all right. So again, that was Glamour Zombie by Brandon Hilton. And um, I was just looking on Twitter, like writing some of the past guests of so Ross Matthews. I adore him. Shout out to him. Hope he's doing well. Love for him to call in. He just calls in. He would call in once in a while and surprise me. And I'm so happy I finally got to meet him in person when he performed uh, a show at UTA, which of all places he happened to perform. It was like a last minute gig. Like he announced it that morning, and then that night he flew in, and he was actually at the closest, yeah, probably the closest university in driving distance, like 15-minute drive probably from me. I mean, what are the odds? It was fate. Because he knew I've always wanted to meet him in person. I mean, I was thrilled from day one when he called into my show and called him a few more times and stuff and kept in touch. But I adore him. I love you, Ross. You know I do. He's the whole reason why this talk show ever happened in the first place. I feel almost like I let him down, disappointed him by going a three year hiatus. You know what I mean? Like I don't know, it's it's hard to explain, but I'm just trying to get back in the rhythm of everything. So step one, 
talk show, step two, get myself back to open mic night for stand-up comedy, like in real life, not just the show, but my dream, my passion, stand-up comedy. Um, so yeah, I have, I have a couple of weeks coming off work soon, work one week and then I'm off two weeks around my birthday time. And that's kind of my birthday gift to myself, you know, get myself on track and follow dreams. It's all about goals and dreams, wishes, right? So hopefully I can get my courage up. I just, I don't know why y'all, I, as y'all know, I'm very social, even in person, I'm very social, but when it comes to my biggest passion and dream, I want to do so well. I'm so afraid I want to do so well at stand-up that I get stage fright. Isn't that crazy? I know. Ugh. i got to conquer it. I mean, I've performed before several times, but it's like the stage fright just took over. So i got to find a way to conquer it again and just do it. Um, life's too short. <laughs> oh, here's another past guest, Misty Mayhem. So, yeah, y'all should shout out and say hello to these people. Um, on Twitter, Brandon Hilton, Twitter name, Sean Pulaski. Twitter name. Um, Omar, I think Omar's Omar Miller's Twitter name. Say hi to them. Let them know you. That Shell's thinking of them. <laughs> Said hello. And Misty Mayhem, Noel Bean, past guest singer. Uh, but yeah, Misty Mayhem, she's an awesome singer. She was my first guest ever. Love her. So I'm going to play a, a beat song by her called Reason to Live. First time Ross Matthews ever called into the show. That was the song playing. And then I think even the second time, ironically, was a song playing. Very coincidental. So let me find it. That's a really, really nice upbeat song. Shout out to Misty. I'm glad she's doing better. She'd gone through a really rough time herself after, like, I think broke her foot or leg. Oh, it was just awful. And ironically, it happened when she was at a comedy club. They didn't have, like, the lighting was, I don't know, too dark or something. And she was trying to leave the club, I think, and fell, tripped, fell. And, oh, it was just awful. But. I'm so glad to see you doing better, girl. So again, here's a reason to live by Misty Mayhem. Enjoy. Well, I ain't no millionaire living up high, looking down on the world, slave away so I can make a up in Hollywood, memorizing lines, making money off my makeup, vanity on prime time. I make a change by living my life in a way so much bigger than you or I. I'm part of something that'll make history. I got a reason to live for more than just me.
beautiful song. Love that song. So, so positive. What a wonderful way to end the show tonight. Again, that was Reason to Live by Misty Mayhem. You can find her on Facebook as well. Check out her music. Um, so many wonderful, talented people I've, I've been so blessed to, to meet and intertwine with through this show. Such a great journey and hope to meet many more um, and, and visit again with so many of you from the past as well and catch up, get updates and interviews too. So again, if you want to message me your topic suggestions and guest requests, um, best way to do it is message me. Message me on Twitter.com or Twitter, whatever, at Coffee Talk WC's Twitter name, or find the Facebook group Coffee Talk with Shell. Just remember Shell spelled C H E L L E. Hope you'll keep tuning in Sunday nights at 8 p.m. Central Time. Uh, this will be archived, so if you just now tuning in or want to go back, listen to the, this show or any episodes, um, again, you can go to blogtalkradio.com forward slash and or um, find Coffee Talk with Shell on iTunes as a podcast. All right. Wishing each of you a wonderful week. This is Shell signing off. Love and peace. Bye.